Hi, before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to point you in the direction of the social accounts we've set up for the show to help you guys engage with us and communicate and get involved with our show. You can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Emailing us will really be the best way to talk to us directly and conversate with us on air during the show. Also, be sure to like You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter at You Can't Disappod. That's Disappod like Disappoint. So there's one S and two P's. Well, thanks for tuning in and let's kick off the episode. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the first annual You Can't Disappoint a Podcast Halloween Special. I'm your host, oh, Zacula. And I'm a spooky, scary skeleton. You sure are. Uh, <laughs> welcome aboard. We're doing something different this week. Uh, we just wanted to take some extra time to uh, enjoy the spooky season together and with you guys. So we're going to take a week off from our typical community coverage and talk all things spooky season including uh, spooky community episodes. We're excited. And we've got a special guest with us today. Who do we have? Oh, who is that over there? Why, it's Kevin Stein. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am uh, TV's Kevin Lanigan. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is, yes, TV's Kevin Lanigan of Advanced Community Studies. Uh, we're very glad to have you. We've interacted a lot on Twitter and in some other small things, it, it just feels right to to bring you into our home. Yeah, thank you, know, you. Thank um, you for welcoming me. You might also know him from his uh, devilishly infamous role as the Coogler in a few rounds of Among Us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I role-played as the Coogler in, <laughs> in Among Us. Uh, and much like the Coogler, I felt fa- old. I felt very old. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't, what's this game? <laughs> I actually have no idea how old you even are. I would imagine you're around the same age as Stephen and I. Mm, well, I don't know how old the two of you are. So we're pretty old. young. Three and a half years old. Yeah, uh, we're, I, we're both 23. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm about to be, when was I born? I'm about to be 28 uh, in okay. about a month. Uh, so not not too far. Off. That's not no. old. I'm still pre 30s. Yes, exactly. Okay, well we're yeah. glad to have you here to talk about some spooky Halloween stuff. And before we do, I'd love to hear a little bit about the haunted tale of how you became a community fan and how that uh, uh, developed into becoming a community podcaster. Sure. So I was, um, and I'm, I'm somewhat proud of this, I was a day one adopter on Community. 
Uh, I I was watching the NBC Thursday nights every week, so that's Naturally. like prime time. The mm-hmm. Office, Parks and Rec starts in 2009 as well. What you else know, was Scrub- on that season? Was there one more? Was there something bad that yeah, got canned? Yeah, there was always, well, there was always, NBC Thursday nights could never quite figure it out 100%. Because they would have like 30 Rock, Scrubs, mm-hmm. The Office, Animal Practice. There would always be like yeah. one, oh, no, yeah. I that. <laughs> one bummer. Animal Practice is a little later. Animal Practice is around Community Season 4. Starring or like Outsourced, that was, was that one of Annie's them? Boobs. Yeah, Outsourced was around this time. Maybe that was it. Oh, I oh um, I Let me see if the internet can, can succeed with me here. Let me look up the NBC Thursday night lineup for... <laughs> Um, September 17th, 2009. Wow, go. you pulled that right out. I can tell uh, you've talked about the pilot many times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, because I record my own community show, I have the Wikipedia article list of community episodes. Oh, open, yeah. Been just there. essentially full Always. time on my computer. <laughs> um, so let me, let me see uh, what I can... TV listings for September 17th, 2009... <laughs> On TVTango.com, my number nice. one source for 2009 okay. uh, television programming. Okay. Shout out to TV Tango. You know, give uh, give them some traffic. I'm sorry to uh, come onto your show and do whatever this is. Uh, That's I hope okay. This is entertaining hey, for this you. is our first. This is kind of we're figuring this out as we're going. This is our first like non-episode coverage kind of thing. So we'll yeah. get weird with it. We'll do whatever. All right. Let's we're down creepy. for whatever. Uh, you know, fans that come over from my show to this show for this episode will expect this kind of thing. <laughs> so, so the NBC Thursday night lineup that that night was um, SNL Weekend Update Thursday. Oh, they would do yeah. These like weird Thursday mm-hmm. night specials of Weekend Update only. Uh, then Parks and Rec, uh, the season two premiere of Parks and Rec. Uh, wow. The Office. Um, and, uh, and then Community, preceding, of course, the Jay Leno show. Oh, Not great. Not Tonight Show. The this this was during Leno the Conan show. era, yeah? This was Conan, exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, while they put Conan on the Tonight Show, they weren't happy with exactly what they signed up for. Mm. So they, uh, brought it Jay Leno back to do a pre-Tonight Show Tonight Show. And hey, that, that was night. That ridiculous thing. Jay had Halle Berry okay. and Eric Clapton. Wow. That sounds like a great show. Jay Leno show. That sounds like that's a bang up night of program. Yeah, take Jay Leno out of that and I'd almost watch that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Conan were interviewing Halle Berry and Eric Clapton, that might be something. Yeah. So Jay Leno is why you became a community podcaster, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's exact exactly right. All right, right. I forgot the answer. But I um I was a day one adopter and then I just stuck with it. You know, every season, moving time slots, networks, moving to Yahoo screen. Um, and we all downloaded I, I, that application. Absolutely. We all downloaded it, and we were all incredibly frustrated for 13 straight weeks while Community was coming out. Um, and I bought, like, all the DVDs after every season. Like, I was yep. super into it. And then after season six, a season that I that I quite like, I think it, I think it gets... Um, some harsh criticism, but I really like that season. Just and in general, I, not enough attention. People just don't talk about it enough. 
I agree. And, like, you cannot deny Frankie Dart or Elroy <laughs> Potashnik yeah. in that way. I re- it's, it's maybe the Dean's best season, like, as a character mm. is season six. I don't disagree like, really, with that at all. Really delve into, like, what makes that guy tick. And part of that is, like, they let Jim Rash direct a bunch of episodes that season as well. Um, so there's a, lot, there's a lot going on there. Um, and then I kind of took like five ish years off just like watching, you know, odd episodes here and there. And then COVID hit at exactly the same time that Netflix said we're adding community. Yep. And I said, perfect time to dive back. This is it. This is a sign, uh, time to dive back in to my favorite show. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all did. I think all of a sudden, like 50 people around the world were like, there needs to be a community podcast. <laughs> Let's start a community podcast. That's right. And then uh, they'll they'll start it not knowing about the other ones. Mm-hmm. And then Matt over at Communities will uh, Community Dad will find yes. them, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I'm the fifteenth one <laughs> to be added to this group chat." Uh, but instead of us all being competitive, it's just kind of like a, a, a brain trust. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah, cool. Everyone goes on everybody else's shows. We play video games together. Like it's not it it is truly a forgive me, a community. Oh. So uh, and and I I I'm very thankful for that. In the middle of like the last, I don't know, seven months to have like community Twitter to hang out on. Absolutely. A, a real boon. A real not boon just with quarantine, just in general. It's just been a downer all around. And then at least once a week. Uh, coming together to record just brightens that up so much and every Twitter interaction whether it's with fellow content creators or with people who are engaging with community Twitter or our show it's just it's it's meant so much this year for real absolutely and then to have like I don't know about y'all but for me to have like okay a steady consistent project every Mm -hmm. week I record every week I edit it comes out and that has been a nice sense of repetition and normalcy yeah. uh, in in a time where that is hard to come by. Totally. Couldn't agree more. It's been a lot of fun. Very spooky. Very spooky stuff. I'm glad we're, we're diving into the Ooh. into the, the seasonal stuff. Uh, so I don't know how recently you've watched all the Halloween episodes, Kevin, but Stephen and I watched them today. And I kind of just want to loosely discuss each one a little bit and then follow that up with kind of uh, we'll give our our individual rankings and see where we agree and disagree okay so we'll just uh, kind of have a round table and we'll open it up with obviously intro to statistics what comes to mind when you think of that episode to me this episode is i mean the introduction of one of my favorite supporting characters professor slater uh who for me is a very underrated character uh maybe it's just because you know i started watching her when i was like 16 but like i think slater is like this really the the for me and i forgive me community fans that is the woman that makes the most sense for jeff winger to be with of all of the women that are presented to him over the course of the show people that listen to our show this is this is commonplace here we care very little about the romantic couplings on the show for the most part and yeah, the Slater stuff made a lot of sense. It's just that yeah. they didn't take full advantage of the character. And as soon as yeah. it started to click, she was gone for Catherine McPhee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a guest appearance by American Idol's Catherine McPhee. Smash? Like, Come on, you mean Smash's Catherine this McPhee? Is I think you mean the house bunny. I know, I know. This, that's true. <laughs> 
this is this is a couple years pre Smash. Uh, but yeah, so Catherine waitress waitress on Broadway's own Catherine mm. McPhee. There we go. Uh, yeah, I saw waitress on Broadway, but Sarah Bareilles was that's playing great. the the title role. So well, that's awesome. Uh, I missed I missed the McPhee administration. <laughs> you missed out. You really should have got. You should have switched the tickets. Man. Well, I mean, honestly, of the two, yeah. Come on, <laughs> I think you. I yeah, think you exactly. ended up fine. Who would want to see Sarah Bareilles? Come on, no. Ugh, what did Ugh. she do? Write all the music for the show? Gross. <laughs> Full of yourself Fancy. much? <laughs> Community's own Sarah Bareilles. It's weird That's that true. they had two uh, uh, waitress stars appear on Community at different points. That's that's wild to me. Uh, but this episode is also notable to me for uh, the Abed Batman segment. Not just Absolutely. being like, oh yeah, it was 2009, but also that this is and you if you listen to the dvd commentaries they'll talk about it like this is the moment where they realize that like paintball is possible where mm. where with the single camera setup we can like kind of do the action thing this yeah. episode is directed by justin lynn who did most of the fast and furious mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. um so this is where they like really realize that this is possible and yeah, that's it's a lovely little episode. So true. It's the first episode. It's it's one of those really early episodes, and I often forget how early in the series it really is. Yeah. It's one of those first episodes where it feels like the series is is like fully formed, and they know what they they're doing, and they're starting to get a little weird with it. Uh, Justin Lin, the way he catches that shot of Abed as Batman dragging <laughs> Abed. No, Abed is Batman dragging Pierce and Jeff out of their little fort as it collapses is iconic. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely great stuff. Yeah, it's and definitely a highlight. It was really cool watching it again today because I hadn't watched it since we watched it for mm-hmm. the show. And uh, it's it's a good one. I Between Pierce tripping balls and... <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Troy in the Eddie Murphy suit, it was, it was great. And also there's some emotional stuff in that episode, not so much in the other Halloween episodes that works really well. All the Shirley stuff that they do and how Shirley yeah. projects on, you know, Britta's feelings for Jeff because of how she's feeling about her ex-husband. I think they do some really great work with that, too. Absolutely. And for me, like, there's just this standout section of the episode at the faculty party where, like, Mm -hmm. Jeff and Slater have a great back and forth, and then Jeff and Chang have a great back and forth, and then Britta Mm -hmm. shows up, and then Troy shows up. And it's just this, like, it really stacks so well. And you're like, damn, like, community is community already. Absolutely. They've they've got this idea down in episode seven, which is Mm -hmm. nuts. That made me think of some of the really funny Troy lines in that episode. He's got just killer line after killer line. The (laughs) bloopers for that episode are insane. Yeah, absolutely. uh, It's like grumpy old men, but not hilarious. Not hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in that episode, who do you think is the best, like, costume-wise? What costume stands out? This show is so good in these these first two Halloween episodes of really nailing like character costume. Yeah. yeah. So like everyone's feels appropriate and good. I am uniquely I am partial to Squirrel Britta. 
Uh, okay. I, I'm a big fan. And, and Troy as Eddie Murphy Raw is mm-hmm. also good. Or maybe that's Delirious. I forget which which suit that is. We did that argument that. on our podcast and figured it out then, but I don't remember. I, don't I think remember. it might be Delirious if, we're, if I'm being honest. Raw is the more famous stand-up yeah. special, but Delirious, mm-hmm. I think, is that, that red suit. leather suit. Um, but I'm partial to that. I also really like Jeff's pre-owned uh, cowboy outfit. I think yeah. is very funny. And you've got to give respect to the Beastmaster. How can you? I think that's my favorite. <laughs> I thought I was the talking season. to the Beastmaster. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was talking. I've never seen Beastmaster. Actually. What about you, Stephen? Who's yours? Um, for me, it's 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 Troy with the Eddie Murphy. Delir- I think it is delirious. I looked up raw and he looked like he was in something purple. So yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, it's, it's Troy. Now, I honorable mention to, to Beastmaster, but, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I was talking. And no, none of us said Abed Batman, which I think is but, very... Because that's the obvious answer, you know? <laughs> it's because we're all hipsters. Sure. We're not going to go with right. the best one. We're too good for the Dark Knight. We're Dark yeah. Knight Rises people. Exactly. I love the Dark Knight the Rises. Yeah. I... So, fun fact, Zach and I used to quote Dark Knight Rises obnoxiously often our senior year of high school we thought we could do really cool and funny bane voices but i'm sure it was Everyone incredibly did. annoying it was so great that was a those nolan batman movies are a glory days for everyone thinking they can do good voice because you have you have christian bell mm-hmm. batman which yeah. is mm-hmm. an, like an incredible voice everyone had a batman voice yeah but you also have Heath Ledger Joker, and yeah. everyone thought they had a good... And then you have Tom Hardy's Bane, the piece de resistance. Like, this beautiful idea. It's, it's so good, man. I'll never that forget movie. when the first trailer came out and you heard Bane talk for the first time, and as a nation, we collectively went, huh? I was like, <laughs> what did he say? Huh? You see, like, that epic, like, football scene, like, the stadium erupts, and then you see this guy, and he's like, <laughs> I think because they they took they did the same thing for ba- uh, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises where they took the first sequence and put it before another movie. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises was Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, and people just like going to see Ghost Protocol and being <laughs> like, was... and and being like, Ghost Protocol was dope, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what was what were they saying? <laughs> like I've already bought my ticket, but I don't know it. what it was. Yeah. Okay, season two. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people's favorite, I would imagine, mm-hmm. epidemiology. The classic ABBA zombie. Uh, what a what a combination. <laughs> yeah, that episode is top to bottom ridiculous and hilarious, and there there's so many elements. Uh, being thrown all at once in that episode that all work really, really well. How high were the writers when they were in the writers? Okay, Halloween episode, we got to do it big this year, guys. I'm thinking zombies. And someone was like, okay, I like that, but what if also ABBA? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay, so this episode, what, like 2010? So, like, when was Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia be... was also like 08, I think. I like, think yeah. Mamma Mia was a few years before that episode yeah. of Community. I don't know exactly, but 08, 06 at the earliest seems about right. Mm-hmm. Googling the phrase Mamma Mia 1, uh, 2008. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that sounds about right. And yeah, like right. Community, because of like budgetary restrictions, doesn't do a lot of pop songs on yeah. the show. 
it's like really notable when they have like Roxanne or yeah. Lionel Richie's Hello. Well, so they did it like quite a, a few times in the first season, and then they quickly ran out of that money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Said, oh, the shit, first that's expensive. like. The first, like, six episodes of Community, there's, like, a Matt and Kim song or yeah. Edward Sharp song. They might like, be giants. Not they might yeah. be giants. Violent Femmes. Yeah, and then they completely torch that money. <laughs> so to, like, blow an entire season's pop song budget <laughs> in the sixth episode of your... I mean, it's a bold strategy. It truly Yeah, is. there's, like, four or five ABBA songs there, and it's all the, the hits. There weren't any deep it's, cuts at all. Yeah, they, they didn't, like, license Tiger Tiger or King <laughs> Kong song. Like, it's, <laughs> it's Mamma Mia, it's Waterloo, it's Gimme Gimme Gimme. Like, it's all it's all the hits. I love ABBA. I'm not. I'm honestly not a huge Mamma Mia fan, but I really love the music of ABBA, personally. Yeah. ABBA's pretty unassailable. I think yeah. everyone likes 10 ABBA songs, Yeah. Okay. no matter who you are. Top of your head, favorite ABBA song. Real quick, it's okay if, if it's basic. Just real quick. That's so hard. Yeah, pressure's on you, Zach. I hope you feel stressed. Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, let's say "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight," just because that it's really catchy and yeah. <laughs> that... What about you, Kevin? That's very good. I think a younger me would have said "Take a Chance on Me," which is okay. an excellent song. I may have to give it to Waterloo. I'm a big okay. Waterloo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I'm okay. I like the one the don't go changing your emotions. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That that, that that's my jam. Send all your time. Lay all your love on me. But, yeah, lay yeah. all that's what it is. I couldn't think that's of the a, words for the oh, That is yeah, a good that's one. That's my jam. That's a good that is like You had that one prepared. If I could have thought a little bit harder. I like SOS a lot too. That's one of my Ooh, yeah. one of my favorite right, of the big so. ones. And I I've, I've never do... actually seen Mamma okay. Mia, but you know it's it's fine um it's, go see the it's play per- if you get a chance yeah mm. it's perfect if you're wine drunk um you know it it it's exactly that feel yeah um but i think i think just because this episode is one of the great community episodes and it yeah. every song they use in this episode just has a special emotional place for me now absolutely um, fernando like it's all it's all <laughs> i just think of community instantly and i'm happy again yeah this is a crazy episode, how it can be about, like, all the characters we love getting sick and eating each other's faces and stuff, but they're playing happy music <laughs> and we're laughing, and it's happy memories. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, we talked earlier today about something about, like, a community Mount Rushmore, and this is, this would probably be on mine. It's it's one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's like the four chiseled in stone episodes of the series. This one could definitely fit in there. Mm-hmm. I, I also make guests on my show choose... <laughs> like, or at least, like, attempt a Mount Rushmore, and it, god dang, it's tough. It really is, like, truly daunting. Mm-hmm. We came down to about the, the, the most basic one I could come up with. We said Modern Warfare. I guess yeah. we'll include this one, Epidemiology, Remedial Chaos Theory, and Dungeons and & Dragons. Mm-hmm. So I guess those this would take the place of where I said maybe... Those are, like, the history book art museum yeah. ones. They might not be my personal top four favorites, but those are, like, sure. the everyone stop what you're doing and check these out at some point absolutely i the like i think you've pretty much nailed it i would only i would maybe sub out epidemiology for the series finale emotional consequences 
uh, of broadcast television. But that's that's very. It depends on the day you ask me mm-hmm. what is going to fill yeah. that slot. But yeah, yeah and it depends have... on what you want out of Community. Well, it's like so I many different shows wrapped into one. Absolutely. Costumes that come to mind that are my favorite from that one. I I don't know why, but I really love Starburns as Captain Hook. That just it's makes so great. much sense to me. It's so good. <laughs> it's very good. Mm. I like Shirley's a lot. <laughs> Only because when Annie comes up and says, it's not Miss Piggy. It's not Miss Piggy. It's, and it's, Hello. <laughs> and everyone immediately was like, oh, no. All we can it's think is Miss Piggy. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, oh, I got it. No, it's it's uh, Chiquita MD. It's rich. Naturally. Uh, as Naturally. as uh, the island you were grown on, Chiquita MD. Uh, I, that's my number one. <laughs> I it made me so happy to see Rich again because the the pottery episode is one of my favorites of the first season, and it, it was just great to see him back in action and see that how much Jeff still hates him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I got to I got to talk to Greg Cromer on uh, six seasons in a podcast. That's awesome. I was very wow. very lucky in that regard, and he was he's such a nice, charming guy. And anything you see him on, he's good. And he only has three community episodes. So, mm-hmm. like, way less than a Starburns or a Garrett. Mm-hmm. But he's a but character he's, that's in the he pantheon, stands out for sure. so much. Yeah. People love him. People always wanted more. Yeah. Uh, and that's 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 Greg. It's and like Vaughn. Really just, like, making it shine. Vaughn is also in, like, another like example. five yeah. episodes. Something uh, like that. classic character. Far too few. Uh, Greg Cromer, we're big fans of the show Better Things over here. He's yeah. definitely great in that. I don't know Absolutely. if you've ever seen that show. That's a great show. Uh, uh, Alex recommended it on that episode, but I, I haven't. My my watch pile is dense, but I, I, I want to get too. around to it one day. I understand that, too. Uh, Leonard is a pumpkin. Zombie Leonard was Zombie great. Zombie Leonard's top notch. Richard Before Erdman will just pie. commit hard to whatever you throw <laughs> at him, no matter what it is. He does it so well. Erdman's the best. For Leonard sure. Leonard might be the best non-study group member on the show. Like, Leonard yeah. is so freaking good. And I did, like, a Twitter thing the other day where I was like, everyone just post their favorite Leonard quote. And there's so many. It's so dense. He's he's great. He nobody kills as quickly as Richard yeah. Erdman as Leonard. It's crazy. every Leonard moment is gifable. Like mm-hmm. every, single every single one is 100%. an image worth capturing. Trying to think, I feel like there's so much more. I feel like epidemiology is such a stacked episode that there's yeah. so much more to 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 we comment on about it. The wonderful uh, Ripley and Alien co couples yeah. costume yes. this year for Troy and, and Abed. The equally great Dracula costume. Yeah, sexy Dracula. You mean sexy vampire? I don't care which Dracula I am. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, I make love to ladies and I survive. I'm <laughs> Troy. Uh, that's good. They also, they also do the incredible, uh, I think it's an alien joke, with the cat in the basement that's just like constantly like leaping out. Yes. Is someone throwing it? Uh, <laughs> Oh, really I love Troy's, like, maybe I can fix this with imagination, yeah. and then immediately getting toppled by zombies. I don't know why I thought this would work. <laughs> I like when he gets bigger, all right, tubes. you do the zombie thing, good job, you bit me. <laughs> He's more oh, annoyed than anything else. We're only a few months away from getting to cover that one, so I look forward to it, yeah, because, I'm man, really that excited. episode's funny and memorable, and, yeah, I love it. 
I love it. And it's one of it's one of the best looking community episodes yeah. as well. Like the the way they light this episode is so good and like, you know, Annie getting pulled through the window, like they do all these cool mm-hmm. stunts. It's just a dang, it's a good episode. Dang dang. Double dang. <laughs> Double dang. Okay, so season 3 is a totally different kind of Halloween episode, Horror it Fiction is. and Seven Spooky Steps. I love that one quite a bit too. It's a great one. See, you know, I, I may be in the minority on this one. Not your favorite. Not my favorite. I think the first half of it kind of drags. And we had a conversation with one of our guests recently. Uh, his like favorite season is season three. And season three is definitely still in the, the golden age of community mm-hmm. for me. But I feel like season three is a little bit messy and a little bit lopsided. And, and this episode is, is an epitome of that. Yeah, but season three also has such high highs, and the second half of this episode is definitely that for me. Everything from, like, Troy's version of the story onwards kills. I agree. I think maybe it's just that the the star of the episode for me is is not it, but I do really like the back half of it. It's it it ha- it has a very sweaty premise for an episode that like Britta is afraid that one of the study group is um mm-hmm. a murderer mm-hmm. which feels like that's that's sweaty. That's that's as sweaty as every time they're like is Annie going to leave Greendale? I'm like no, of course no. Yes. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? What do you mean? Uh, but uh, the the execution thereof, where it's just an excuse to get all of these characters to mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. their own spooky stories, is really strong. I like any time. I I don't know why this joke works so well for me, but like when the radio personality is saying things exactly the way like Britta or Abed yeah. would say them, just in general, like the way that say Abed thinks Britta would talk, or the way. Shirley thinks uh, Britta would talk, I guess. Like, the the filtered versions of the characters in each different... It's really great. And I love any episode of a show where it just feels like they're just kind of shooting the shit and, like, making stuff Mm -hmm. up on the top of their heads. A lot of times, that's the type of thing that makes me laugh way more than some of the more high-concept stuff, I think. And it's great seeing it, like, visualized while they're just telling the story in a circle. Um, Talking about the radio, I love the extended freeze while Abed and Britta are listening to the radio waiting (laughs) or uh, everything about Pierce's front butt feet hands (laughs) feet hands said ha ha you gave me boobs I can play with all day with what with what Abed do we have ESP now yep Yeah, yeah, all that's good. They pick up the knife. They slice the sandwich. It's very good. It's a very, it's a very Treehouse of Horror, it is uh, like Simpsons style episode. I just don't know if I needed, you know, it's one of the like commute when commute when these concept episodes of Community really work. It's because like Dan Harmon and the writers are like, no, we can't just do multiple timelines. It needs to be like a thesis about what each mm-hmm. member of the group brings to the group. Sure. And the drawback of that is, like, I didn't really need an excuse for these characters to tell spooky stories. You mm. could have just done an episode of these characters telling me spooky yeah. stories. It didn't, didn't have to be something to way be deeper than that. Yeah, I understand, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a good... There's a lot of laughs in this episode. Um, there's a, Everyone's story feels good and, like, unique to them. You have... 
vampire Jeff saying, like, stifle your slackened maw, you drained and tainted bitch dog. (laughs) Which, like, okay, great, Joel. Like, (laughs) good delivery on that one. Um, I'm fine with this. That's a great... (laughs) Good I do like Werewolf Um, Annie. I can't, can't... Can't deny that. Yeah, that CGI werewolf head that takes over Annie is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. The I love the Shirley story, despite like it really inciting you, like, oh Shirley's kind of like hateful. <laughs> right. But it's also <laughs> that like wasn't her... a story, that was a sermon. That's probably her... my favorite of all of them. I mean the the moment of the episode that'll be remembered forever is gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable and the the dean is Shirley's embodiment of like evil and (laughs) and like sexual deviancy is very funny yeah it's the dean and the devil suit's great there are also a lot a lot of great outfits I think at least I'm not trying to speak for Zach here but I think he and I would probably both go with the dean as our favorite costume from that episode Uh, you know at least for me but that episode's not as stat costumed wise, yeah. so like it's gotta be. And in the second one too, probably I'd give Lady Gaga Dean the. We didn't talk the, about. Yeah. Wait, what did what did he call himself at the beginning of the episode? Um, he like made a play on it, Dean Gaga or something. Like, chef. Oh, he called himself Chef Gaga, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Chef. Or in the end, when the army men are like, you don't remember anything past deciding to dress up as Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga, because it was again like 2010, so like that's a that's what Lady Gaga looked, looked like, like at the that's time. We yeah. Then leapfrog back from season two to season four. I think paranormal parentage is kind of fun. I like it. I enjoyed it. It's a it's a really it's easily like the first or second best episode of season four. It's a Definitely. very good episode the joke where pierce built his panic room the day of the theatrical release of spike lee's do the right thing mm-hmm. is amazing that's one of the great, great community joke. jokes that it's is a so great good. joke and it's some of the things so that are like good. inherently wrong with season four it's almost unfair to hold it against them because you know the writers were doing the best they could and they couldn't help that like chevy didn't want to be on set with anybody or they didn't want him on set with them yeah they could but it does feel so weird that the whole episode is focused around pierce's home and it's so clear that like chevy was barely involved with it you know yeah. that, that he was just in the in the video screen sequences and then in the very last couple of minutes of the episode and it just seems from watching season one so much lately to skipping there he just seems so detached from yeah. what he's doing he just delivers his lines so flatly and 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 he he was i'm sure awful to be around in the first season too but at least he had some like bounciness to him mm-hmm. it just felt like that mm-hmm. was all gone he he got worse as it went along or at least like everyone's patience got thinner it's hard yeah. to know like if he got worse mm-hmm. right there is a there is a moment and you will notice it in a watch through of season four where Chevy does not appear in like three different episodes. Yeah. And that I've I'm told is because he like said the N-word on set. Ooh. And that was the last day yeah. Chevy worked on season four of Community. Mm. So like the puppet episode, he's not in live action. He right. only he just is there did some voice work. Form. There's the yeah. heroic origins episode. You can clearly yeah. see whenever you see him, it's his stand-in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not a good one. No, no. I think it is like Chevy Chase's like body double, the one they right. use in uh, Abed's films in season one. Right, it's uh, his longtime actual stand-in. <laughs> but because they like have him do a pratfall, but you never see his face, you're like, yeah. oh, this 
I, you should have just not put him in it. Like, that yeah. would have been much better. Yeah, oh, and wow. it's hard to count that against the, the show. I think uh, Paranormal Parentage, I think, would have been a little bit better if they honed in on one of the many things they were trying to send up a little closer. Mm-hmm. It's like, first it's Scooby-Doo, then it's Clue, and then it's, like, Paranormal Activity. And they do them all okay, but they could have done one or two of them, of them really tremendously well. if they had zoned in on it a little more. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're, pro- you know, the, the, the Britta and Jeff storyline, I really like. I like mm-hmm. her, like, psychoanalyzing him mm-hmm. and tricking him into therapy. Like, mm-hmm. all that is good. But, like, then you have, like, Troy and Shirley, and I'm like, are you trying to tell me that Troy doesn't <laughs> know what a sex swing is? That yeah. scene was very awkward and something that <laughs> would have been easy to make funny. I don't know. Well, and another know. thing about this episode is that it, it reminded me of some of the weird stuff that, like, some of the awkwardness when Troy and Britta were dating. That's mm-hmm. like, we go what? Do where? We don't do all sorts of things. You know, it's like, they're, they're adults. Or when Britta's like, I meant let's go watch TV, silly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some of that stuff definitely felt like, I don't know, like when two real-life friends are, like, putting a play together as love interests. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, some of the stuff that they did with Troy and Britta in that episode I didn't hate, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's like, some stop trying to make fetch a thing. It's not a thing, you know? It's like, <laughs> stop trying to push this narrative on us. <laughs> but there are some things that I really like about it. Like, I think the clue aspect of it and how there's, like, a map of the mansion where they're kind of, like, yeah. clue pieces. I thought that was really cool. The costumes are some of the best of all of them. Uh, I'm still... So upset that I didn't yeah. buy Annie, uh, Britta's ham costume off of eBay. I found it on eBay for two thousand dollars. Two thousand. But the screen I mean, used, like that's that's Gillian Jacobs sweat, guys. Two thousand dollars. <laughs> it's a bargain. That's a, that's Did a it get bought? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was an auction. I think it was just a buy it now. So yeah ebay britta ham costume i'm just i'm now i'm now I'm curious <laughs> if anyone wants to get kevin something really nice for christmas this year i live in a tiny like brooklyn apartment like there's no way i mean it's still here it's still it's still two thousand dollars it's down from 2500 it's okay. um it, it's Ooh. down to a cool $1,999. You got to act now, man. That price is not going to last. Screen used. And I think, you know, I think a lot of my online community Twitter quote-unquote brand <laughs> yeah. is being like a big Brita fan. Mm-hmm. I think if I bought this costume, it would suddenly tick over into It would cross a line. Mm-hmm. It would be a creepy factor now. Like it's no longer <laughs> fun that this guy likes a fictional character right. like now it's weird. Where you're at now, you could have Gillian on your show, but if it went into I own your clothes territory, <laughs> she might respectfully Game decline. Game over, man. Yeah. Game over. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a line we dare not cross. I would love to have some prop like that of the show, like something ridiculous that I could get my hands on, but but that'd be a, that'd be a sure eyesore. <laughs> 2000 is a little steep. I mean, how can I verify that this is screen? Who can I, who do I message on eBay to be like, is this screen used? You think someone out there is making boycott community ham costumes? Yes. I think, I think they, I don't, I guess I don't know if this ham costume is a custom or if it's like a ham costume you could buy non screen used. Um, hmm. But who, who's the condition 
not available. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we don't know what the previous means. owner has done with the ham costume. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, if you know, if I was buying direct from Gilly, that that might be different. I don't want to know what has transpired in the ham costume in the intervening <laughs> it's seven true. or eight years. Definitely, <laughs> we don't know Since who else was using that lot that week. It was like, oh hey, can we use that ham costume real quick? You know, I'd... yeah. I kind of I I don't I don't think I want any part you know, of this. If, but it's Josh Adam walking there. around that. It is a cool find. Week, it is cool not. when you find stuff like that online. It's like I can buy that, but it's it's also ridiculous. Absolutely. Let's get yeah. into if we had to uh, rank these episodes, what we would do. I think we should all give our bottom two, and then we'll do our top two. So okay. Stephen, what are your bottom two uh, Halloween episodes? My my number four is going to be season three. Okay. Um, and my wow. number three. Give us some. Give us some. Reasons? A window of no, yeah. Give okay. Us. So most I just. I think I just really didn't care too much about the murderer plot because it was clear none of them were murderers, you know. Okay. And even though I liked some of the stories quite a bit and thought they were funny, everything like outside of it and like the ending where Jeff was like, "Oh, well, I didn't even, like, really fill it out. I just filled it out randomly." And it was like, "Okay, well that's the issue." And then it was like, "Oh, actually Britta just put it in backwards. You Britted it." Haha, you know. And that was it, just okay for me. I thought it was a good episode, but compared to the other 3, I thought it was definitely the the weakest for me personally. Okay? And then above that, I'll go with season 4's episode, which I did enjoy, um, but I just thought it wasn't on the same level as season 1 and 2. Okay, I think to go off of that, I think my number four would be season four's episode. But pretty much all of these episodes, I don't know, they're the ones with really high marks, but they're all just a couple of degrees from the one above or below it. Uh, yeah, I think it's really good, but it still feels like in-moment zombie community. Uh, when Abed said, cool, 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 I did not believe it. <laughs> there was no joy in his eyes as he said it. Uh, and, and above that, I think this might be kind of controversial. In my number three placement, I'm going to go with season one. Um, just because, I don't know, if I was, it, it's maybe the best character work of all the episodes, but as like a Halloween spectacle yeah. uh, that I want to revisit every year to, to help myself get into the mood that I want to be in, I think, I think I'd go with two and three above season one. I, Kevin? I don't dispute that for mood getting. Yeah. I uh, I think it's I mean the the floor here is really high. I think these mm-hmm. are four really good episodes. Community does holidays very very well. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the whole, uh, Christmas likewise, and even yeah. Valentine's Day. I think those mm-hmm. are also two really strong episodes. Um, and I think it might do Halloween the best out of all of them, personally. Which is saying something. Yeah, it's it up there. Christmas I, pretty well. mm, the yeah, Christmas, Christmas ones are great. Really good though. Because you have Glee Christmas, you have I okay, we we can't we can't change holidays. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll bring you back for the Christmas special. We'll, we'll, Thank we'll, you. I would be happy to. Uh, those are three of my favorite episodes. But mm. uh, the floor is really high. I think season four's is my least favorite of the four, but it is also one of the best episodes of season four. Yeah. Like that and Herstory of Dance, I think are very strong episodes with or without Dan Hartman. I think those yeah. are good episodes of Community. And from what I understand, season four's Halloween episode was kind of in the works before Harmon left. He had a lot of ideas for the haunted Pierce's Mansion episode mm. that I think were floating around in the writer's room for a long time. 
Yeah, and a lot of the writers from the really great first three seasons of Community are still on for season... Like, this episode is written yeah. by Megan Gans, who mm-hmm. is one of the great Community mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. If not the number one. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a good episode. It's just against some really steep competition. And then... I think season one would be my number three. A, a really good episode. One yeah. I can watch any time. Yeah. But compared to the spectacle of what is to come, it's the number three slot. But it's a strong three. Yeah. So then I feel like I know where the rest of this is going. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, bar some surprise, uh, Kevin and I will probably be in agreement that season three is in the second spot. Mm-hmm. Correct. And for Steven, it would be season one. Correct. Uh, the season three one, I think, gets higher regards just because it makes me laugh a lot harder. And maybe there's a little bit of a dry spell, but it's really creative and inventive. And I agree that the the murder plot is a little bit of a stretch, but I can I can take that leap to, to get on board with it. And I love it for the moment at the end where we get that Abed is the only sane one and that they're, they're all yeah. psychopaths. So I think that that's a really nice ending to the episode. What was it about the season one episode, Stephen, that brings it up a little bit for you? Um, I really like the costumes in this one. I really like Slater, and I think that final like Beastmaster under the table with Jeff scene <laughs> where Abed saves them for me just pushes it a little bit above. Definitely, and then we are all in agreement that season two is the best Halloween episode. I think it'd be hard yeah. to find anyone that disagrees with that. It's just so good. It's, yeah. I mean, it does... It, it just does just about everything right, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's you know, the genre follow-up to Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. It's a good character episode for Troy. And, like, mm-hmm. the nice arc he gets in Season 2 of assuming this kind of leadership position. Or the Troy growing up, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. arc that he has and then it's also hysterically funny just great jokes one after another and and yeah it's my it's my number one pretty pretty handily it's so good so to segue we'll talk a little bit just about spooky in generality uh what's everyone's i don't know have you guys been watching anything to get you in spooky season or do you have any things on the on the yearly yearly i'd like to get to it list or the yearly what you tell people they should watch list I do actually. I'm gearing up next week. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna go through a bunch of like horror and like uh, kind of scary like anime. Um, so I've nice. got some lined up for that as well as I'm gonna watch uh, the haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor because I haven't seen those nice. yet. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Got some good ones on the docket. If anyone wants some scary anime recommendations, um, I'm planning on watching The Promised Neverland, which is basically like I think it's an orphanage slash meat market where like demons are eating the kids something like that i guess is the gist um and then i'm gonna watch one that's called another which is a pretty classic show um there's one called parasite that's on netflix that's supposed to be kind of a scary one so got a few of those lined up excited for it nice death note oh i gotta rewatch death note yes 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 death note death note death note there we go yeah bingo the live action death one, Note's right? like yeah, of course, the live-action movie. That's obviously... Uh, Nat Wolf obviously of the Naked Brothers right. Band was in that one, yeah? Wasn't he in that? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think 
Didn't that is Willem Dafoe the demon in yeah. that, or or, or was he, he originally like supposed to be? You know, because I think like Shane Black was eyeing the Death Note movie for a while, yeah, and that would have been a wild movie. Then um, yeah. he didn't end up being involved at all, but I think Willem Dafoe stuck around as the demon, but I'm not 100% sure about it, that. It, he would be perfect for it. I can't remember because it was so, like, CGI <laughs> that it's kind of hard to tell. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Death Note movie. I was doing a lot of Googling over yeah. here. For anyone who doesn't know, Death Note uh, was a really popular anime. came out in, I'm going to guess, 2000, what, five, six, somewhere around there? Maybe a little after. Uh, but it's about a guy who finds this journal that if he writes someone's name in it, they die. And so it's a, a whole thing where he's trying to, you know, take out all the criminals that are at large while not, you know, he doesn't want to succumb to his own greed. So that's a thing about it. And there's also a, 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 a detective, a, a guy, an investigator who's hot on his trail trying to figure out who could be killing all these people. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this movie, you got Shea Wiggum in this movie. Okay. Lakeith Stanfield in this movie. Okay. Really? It it was, uh, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield is L, which... You're kidding. Which is some interesting casting. Do I have to watch the fucking Death Note movie? Uh, I think so. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Uh, Nat Wolf was in it as, as Light. Uh, they changed his name to Light Turner. Because <laughs> um, he's a white guy, is his name yeah, different? He's a white they guy. thought Yagami track, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and Willem Dafoe is the facial capture and voice of Ryuk, uh, whereas Jason Lyles played the character in costume on set, but then they replaced it with digital Dafoe. Well, uh, this so would be uh, hmm. just for you guys and the the video watchers. I know you guys are out there. They don't exist. Steven always acts like there's people watching us. <laughs> in, uh, in like NSA. In the box, I just got like a, a Ryu plushie just came in. Oh, cutie. I know. Oh, it's a, like a, a, like a sum-sum. Yeah. Little, little fat little, little pill Little bug. fat okay. guy. <laughs> is Death Note a Disney, is a Disney brand? Isn't sum-sum a, is that a Disney thing? That's just what it, maybe it's a sum-sum ripoff. It's like okay. a some some or another another you know, <laughs> a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah i am not an anime person so i'm just deer in the headlights during all that conversation but this <laughs> halloween season we've taken it upon ourselves to watch all of the treehouse of horrors so we've been doing that over the last week just marathoning them and we're like i don't know season 24 deep into them and honestly they're pretty solid even up to like season 17 18 but there definitely are some stinkers I didn't yeah. watch The Simpsons regularly for most of my life growing up. I watched it, like, here and there. But, like, Treehouse of Horror was something I watched every year. And there are a lot of really good ones. Like, even in the recent years, there have been some solid ones. Yeah. There's a lot of really good ones. There's also a lot of them that are not, like, funny. Yeah. They're yeah. just, like, we're just going to do The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe mm -hmm. with little to no jokes yeah it's <laughs> just the raven <laughs> it's just the raven it's just that the raven is bart <laughs> like yeah bart's totally not doing any shtick it's just yeah. he is bart mm -hmm. uh and i yeah trios for on i think they should all be on disney plus so um mm -hmm. really good stuff mm -hmm. i've been watching a lot of those it's been a lot of fun we watched beetlejuice last night which is an undeniable classic uh 
unmatched production design in that film man is it so satisfying when they shrink down to the size of the model and they're digging up the like plastic grass and the cardboard and stuff that makes up the dirt phenomenal and holds up so well i am not a huge tim burton guy but his first like five movies are like basically unassailable right like Mm -hmm. beetlejuice Batman's uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's just firing on all cylinders. Scissor no hands, I think, would it. fit in there as oh, well. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. He, he has a handful of really great movies, even later in his career. But he's definitely not one of those directors that I'm like, oh, I got to see the new Tim Burton movie. But if I'm like, oh, th- I've heard this Tim Burton movie is is especially good, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. I was a pretty big Tim yeah. Burton fan growing up, especially the like claymation stop motion ones. I like I'm a big you know Nightmare Before Christmas fan because you know basic bitch what's up uh, but yeah. I also he did really only like... produce that one that's a Henry Selick choice. are you serious uh, yeah oh, he did not common misconception he did not direct I mean they did f-ing slap his name above the title it says Tim Burton's yeah Nightmare and it's Before based Christmas. on artwork that he did of all the characters so and like a short story that he know, did though. of the of the thing but it wasn't his film that's good yeah to know. he Henry. The director, Henry Selleck, gets really mad when people don't know that uh, because he... And he's the same guy that did Coraline, which I think mm-hmm. if Coraline you know that, so you're like, you're like so oh, clear. of course. Of course he did. Guy. Um, but yeah, it's not... It's a it's a common misconception. It's not Tim mm-hmm. Burton. But they cool. just put his name above it because like they wanted people to watch the movie. Worked on my bit. And like, his spirit <laughs> is definitely all over that film. Yeah. Absolutely. I also... Frankenweenie? Uh, I, think I haven't seen that one. It slept on a lot. Frank and Weenie is pretty damn good. Hmm. It gets a little weird, but hmm. it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always like to spend my Halloween season like I've I like horror movies, but I'm more like uh let's watch all of the Halloween episodes of TV shows mm-hmm. that I love during spooky sure. season kind of guy. Uh, I, I always go back to the Boy Meets World Halloween episode. Oh, classic Feeny at the end with the scissors? Yeah, where it's like there's a, a killer on the loose in the school, and they're all stuck there at night, and it's a it's a cheesy good time. And surprisingly dark and, yeah. and gory for an episode of Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like uh, that in Girl Meets World, for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, I am not, uh, I'm not a huge horror movie person either. I like the really great one. Like, I love, you know, John Carpenter's The Thing. That's an excellent movie to watch around these times, especially mm-hmm. when you've been, like, trapped in your home for seven months. Yeah. It's, like, this great, like, mental effect that movie has on you. Uh, but, yeah, my, my partner is really into fall and, like, spooky stuff without it being, mm-hmm. like, horror stuff. So we've been watching that every weekend. The Addams Family, mm-hmm. uh, which is on Netflix, is a great watch for that. Little Shop of Horrors. I love Little, Shop of, Little Horrors. Shop of Horrors. So good. Uh, it's on HBO that. Max right now for anybody okay. out there. And it's it's really good. It's also the greatest prop of all time. The Audrey mm-hmm. 2 puppet is, like, the greatest special effect in movie history it's so good Um, i do not disagree with that at all i love little shop i'm also a big proponent of the rocky horror picture show uh it's not a strictly halloween film but i do like to enjoy it at halloween time most years i I think that's when it's best it's it's absolutely um around then and then i usually watch like Shaun of the dead which is one of my favorite movies of all time great usually work that in in october at some point um yeah 
good 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 spooky atmosphere stuff without it being like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. or something. And like I that. enjoy certain things like that, but I'm more like uh, if I want to watch a horror movie around spooky season, I'll pop in like Psycho. I'm wearing a Psycho shirt right now, or I'll pop nice. in. I don't know. I'm not like a gory slasher guy unless it's maybe some of the 80s kind of campy ones. Mm-hmm. I've never been one to flock to horror films at all. See, I grew up watching a lot of slasher films with my mom. So I'm all about <laughs> like uh, – I was a big – Friday the 13th was mine that I liked the best more than – even though I think the first Nightmare on Elm, on Elm Street is like really, really, really good. <laughs> Uh, Scream is probably my favorite slasher series, though. Even though Scream some of these aren't good, I love the Scream series. At least the first one. I'll vouch for the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Evil Dead movies are fun, and yeah. Ash vs. Evil Dead is quite a bit of fun. Of course. Uh, I usually get around to watching Cabin in the Woods at some point. I was point. thinking that about was that one as one. well. That's one of my favorites. And now when love that was Cabin coming out, I thought it was going to be bad. I did not have high hopes or expectations well, for it going Well, it was in. held on the shelf for like a couple years. It was a Joss Whedon film, right? Or did he just produce it? Whedon co-wrote it with Drew Goddard, and Drew Goddard ended up directing it. Drew Goddard, he like worked on Buffy for a while. Yeah. He uh, was one of the producer-directors on The Good Place. And he love also The Good did, Place. He did another excellent movie a couple years ago called Bad Times at the El Royale. I wanted to see it, but I did not see it. Really good. Spend the $4 to like rent the HD version of Bad Times. I love that movie. And he directed Cabin in the Woods. And then it sat on the shelf for two or three years Mm -hmm. until Chris Hemsworth was Was an Avenger. And then they're like, okay, let's put out this Chris Hemsworth movie we have sitting around. And it's It's dope. Such Wood a fun Rose. subversion of what you would expect out of that type mm-hmm. of movie. Yeah, it it definitely like kept me on the edge of my seat, wondering what was going to happen. And you think you know what's going to happen when you put on a movie like that. Yeah. And you when know. they went on to remake Evil Dead after that movie came out, I was I was there's no point after a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know. Right after they they blew it up with with Cabin in the Woods, which is so good, and then. Uh, I guess just a public service announcement. I think yeah. every Alien movie is on HBO Max. So if y'all Ooh. have HBO Watch or want to sneak in that free trial, uh, they have, I think, all six Alien movies. And Ooh. there's a variance of quality there. Yeah. But this is the time of year to watch the Alien franchise. At quantity least, like, over quality at Halloween time, for sure. <laughs> I think so. I mean, you know, there's six Alien movies, but there's like 20 Friday the 13th yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and, and Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street and Halloweens. Uh, so six is much more surmountable if you want to run like a whole series. I think even the bad ones are interesting. Yeah, I like the Halloween movies a little bit. Great. I even enjoyed the most recent Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween film. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> I haven't seen... I, I didn't see it. I have not finished the rob zombie halloween one i started watching it with my mom that's okay cut that one off yeah uh, you don't gotta yeah <laughs> no <laughs> rob your zombie mom sh- two i think did yeah there's the two one, there's two what about were you guys like was halloween a big part of your childhood i know steven and i have talked about this a little bit but was was dressing up and and having like a like an impressive costume something that was important to you guys when you were kids not not really. Like, I lived in a very rural area, and we didn't have a lot of money, so it was like a homemade Robin Hood or a homemade Ash Ketchum. Mm-hmm. It was never anything that anyone would, like, need to take pictures of that it's like, oh my god, so good. Uh, but we always just, like, made our own and trick-or-treated in the neighborhood. So that was that was basically it. 
I was in a similar position, but I feel like I, as a very young kid, I I really wanted to have something that was was impressive and cool, but but it was never there. But now that I look back on it, the the homemade costumes that I was kind of embarrassed about as a kid were so great, and I I would I would love to do something like that now. Like one year, I was small enough to be a grocery bag for Halloween. And, like, they cut holes for my legs in the grocery bag, and my torso is the grocery bag. And I wore, like, a hat that was an apple, and I had all different kinds of produce around me and stuff. And that's, that's awesome. That's good. That's, that's yeah. good use of resources. Those for are the sure. Halloween costumes that I'm like, yes, good. You were, like, creative with it. I think that's cool. Steven, yeah. what were your tops? My favorite one was when I was – I had to be, like – maybe mid to late elementary school years. Um, and my mom spent like so much time painting my face exactly like Darth Maul's. And then we went and trick or treated <laughs> at like the local college. I didn't really trick or treat a whole lot. We went to the like trunk or treat at like a local church. Those were my dope. My sister were little. For sure. But I didn't really For trick sure. or treat. Like I went to my grandma's house and my aunt's house to trick or treat. Like those were where I went, you know? So mm-hmm. I didn't really put too much into it when I was younger. Now, nowadays I like dressing up much more <laughs> than when I did when I was younger. Like I have so much more fun thinking about like halloween costumes and stuff now than like ever before i totally get that because we're not kids anymore we're dressing ourselves and we have the means to like do something cool and like in pre-corona world at least at work a couple times a year we'd have like a like a bunch of themed like uh parties like for like the students and stuff and so we would wear costumes and so i got to like dress up year round before the world shut down but yeah now i never have to get dressed exactly i'm <laughs> naked right now I... <laughs> it's been really awkward for kevin and zach this whole time kevin did not was not prepped on my nudity leading into this call so yeah he wasn't aware of steven's under desk webcam that he likes <laughs> to keep on yeah it was weird because you could have just done like the the you know torso up where it's yeah. like i'm wearing a shirt no pants but mm-hmm. you opted to make sure that we knew you were yeah. wearing pants, which i thought yeah. was yeah. I mean, bold. I am. I am all for consensual nudity. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, but I mean? he didn't say like, anything about it first. This is the only. It was thing. a bit of a surprise, which is frowned upon. But you know, <laughs> a little bit of what to expect here. You can't disappoint a podcast. <laughs> when you did dress up as a kid, what's like the the S tier, God tier Halloween candies for you? Mm. What's like gotta be in that Halloween basket before you go back home for the night? I think it's probably, like, the same ones I would say now, where, like, yeah. I think the Reese's, mm-hmm. especially a, the seasonal Reese's, where mm-hmm. they look like an Easter egg, a pumpkin, or a tree, mm-hmm. those They're especially neat. are, like, the S-tier, the God-tier Certainly. candy. Um, and then, like, I like, I'm not a picky eater. I'll eat pretty <laughs> much anything. So, like, Snickers is great, Skittles are great, Starburst an excellent mm-hmm. candy uh those are those were probably my my mount rushmore of halloween candy. <laughs> well i feel like i as a, an adult miss some of the like oddities that i got in my halloween bucket that you don't like find in your convenience store uh, uh candy aisle like stuff like dots oh, yeah. or like i don't know i remember the little like sort of soft sort of hard candies that were like in white packaging with like a kid's face on them like, Does that ring anyone's bell? The, um, the like little like little bits. They're like a bunch of <laughs> kind of you know sure. About? Yeah. Uh, or like your vanilla tootsie rolls, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 
But nowadays, yes, absolutely. Reese's. I'm a big Kit Kat fan. See, I wasn't really much of a candy kid, so like that part of Halloween. What do you mean? Not, I just didn't with candy like that. I don't know. I still mm. really don't. I, it's weird, but I do mm. really like Crunch Bars and Kit Kats. So I would like Kit Kats are very bar good. And Kit Kat and like Hershey bars out, like the chocolate. I like chocolate, mm-hmm. but like the. I was a big fan of the Hershey cookies and cream bars. Oh my god, those are pretty good. I thought that those were like a super rarity, and then I worked at a grocery store and was like, whoa, thank you all of these i will take them all thanks delicious (laughs) well i think we might be nearing the end of our spooky journey what else what else is on the table what do you guys have planned this year for for a you know a a non-traditional spooky season for sure i'm not even sure what halloween is is gonna gonna be like are are kids trick-or-treating in certain areas you got you guys are near bigger cities so probably sure not, but not I'm <laughs> still in central Indiana. I don't I don't know if I, – I, I assume there's trick-or-treating happening here. I would have to get – I mean, as a childless adult man, I am not privy to it. I We've right. never had, like – you know, you see – you watch, like, Friends, and they're trick-or-treating in their apartment, in apartment building. That's but... not how it actually works. <laughs> yeah, I've like, never how the hell those had kids that. Get in? You're <laughs> like, you probably shouldn't knock on that door, honey. We hear them doing heroin. <laughs> yeah, I think the – and I New York is actually, like, a very safe place to yeah. live, generally speaking. Yeah. Uh, and the, the close proximity to your neighbors makes you, like, really consider, like, I don't know, the coronavirus in a way that maybe mm-hmm. rural areas struggle with a little bit. More. Oh, yeah, they sure pretend like it never happened here. Yeah. And, and and as if it is not still currently happening, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mm-hmm. think I think the fact that like your neighbor is one wall away makes you really like really factor in like, oh, the how I behave really affects the people yeah. <laughs> around me. Uh, so I I am not aware of any trick or treating. I hope you know a lot of trick or treating in New York gets done at like delis or like bagel shops. Like mm-hmm. you walk in and they have like some candy set aside. Considering those places are still open, I imagine that was still happening. If I were a parent, I don't know how comfortable. Maybe I'd be like, "I'm gonna go out and get the candy. I'll bring it back." Yeah, to you. We'll just get but a huge bag of the candy, and we'll all go to town on that. But I don't know. I can't, I can't help but feel sad a little bit for the for the sure. kids that aren't able to do something. But obviously, things are different this year. You know, I don't I don't feel as much the need to do anything other than like watch The Simpsons this year because I feel like my life has been a horror movie for the last. Yeah. Uh, year, you know, it, it, absolutely. I don't exactly want to be more scared, but yeah. I hope that doing something like this is able to help people get in the spooky spirit just a little bit, and to get you to wanting to go have a good time and and watch some fun stuff and eat a bag of candy and be safe and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real quick before we go, what's your favorite scary movie? Hmm. I'm going to say The Thing, the 80s The Thing with Kurt Russell and uh, and Keith David, Community's Keith mm-hmm. David, um, is pretty perfect, like, as a, as a movie, a perfect horror premise with great directing and acting and it, the exceptional, like, puppets and props yeah. in that movie. Um, again, spend the $4 and rent The Thing. Um, anytime between now and the end of winter, because that movie also really works mm. as like a winter movie because it's all mm-hmm. snowy and scary. Ooh. That's my number one. Zach? 
I have trouble coming up with ones because I just never was a huge uh, a scary movie kid. I was so afraid of them as a young child. I didn't want anything to do with them. So now I have so much catch-up to do. Uh, so I guess I'd probably have to say something like like Cabin in the Woods or, or Psycho. I'll say Psycho since it's a classic. I'm going to go with, with a newer one for mine. Okay. The, the one that I watched most recently that like actually had an effect on me was Hereditary. Which I thought was really, really good. That I had, movie I had mixed scary. feelings about it. Yeah, I had mixed right? feelings about Hereditary. It also starring a naked brother. Is that starring Nat or Alex? That one's Alex. That one's Alex. Uh, I've seen Alex I preferred Midsummer to Hereditary personally. I do too, but I don't consider Midsummer a scary movie to me. I guess. Yeah, and I almost like don't an, quite consider. Like Hereditary is pretty psychological. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a whole other can it's of a whole genre. Yeah, the, the horror <laughs> genre has changed so much recently to where yeah. it's so like cerebral horror and like psychological and like the the horror is you think you know what tropes they're going towards, but they're gonna do something totally different and backwards and and psychological. I don't know. You know like, what? Get Out yeah, was like mm-hmm. an Get exceptional horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. They're horror I think movies, but they're Us was different. pretty good too. Mm-hmm. They're both really good. Hereditary's wild because Hereditary is the saddest movie you've ever oh seen. Oh my gosh, yeah. Until the last 30 minutes when it's a big scary horror. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> but mm-hmm. for horror horror is interesting cuz you can you could you would never get a huge audience of people to go see a movie about a family where a child died in a horrible accident. No. Unless they thought there would be a monster at the end. You would yeah. never get them no. to do it. And they went out in droves to Hereditary because they thought they'd be a monster at the end. Uh, and for ninety percent of that movie, it's just very sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a family sad because people keep dying. Maybe the real monster is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the I, lesson I from that. Hereditary. I need to I give that so. movie a second watch because I, I, it's definitely one of those movies that. Uh, I don't have the whole puzzle put together even after my first watch and like reading into it and things. I definitely need to watch it again. I watched it at like 2 a.m. in pitch darkness, a little bit enhanced. So it was <laughs> it was quite an experience. <laughs> I think that's perfect. I think that's how you Yeah, do it. that's how I like to watch them. How you should really do most things. Uh, something that's important, this episode will that we're recording right now will be released on October 26th. So I think it's important to talk about uh, voting real quick and how – how insanely important it is that you that you vote, right? We're all pro yes. voting here, yes. Yeah, I'm pro voting, but specifically, I am pro voting for not Donald Trump. Yeah, that's uh, a, I oh, don't. Kevin, you didn't you didn't know that this was a very pro Trump oh, <laughs> fan well, base and podcast. The big yeah, red all, hats all with the, the white letters should have um, should have been a dead giveaway. <laughs> but no, um, I, I I absolutely agree with you. We we passionately agree with you. I thought I figure like pound for pound, the community fandom is the most liberal fandom I've ever seen having yeah. like touched like you know pro wrestling or or mm. comedy just like various other yeah. territories community is like beat for beat the most like quote-unquote woke socially accepting fandom out there mm-hmm. and i think that's because you have like a diverse show yeah whose thesis is like take care of each other you know mm-hmm. we we're all fucked up let's make it better to exist together whereas like when i worked at a comic book store you got some real pieces of work that came mm-hmm. in 
to to talk about superheroes and so i appreciate everyone saying vote i'm going to say vote for literally i mean vote for joe biden i'm not super happy about it please vote for joe biden but just don't vote for trump if i you if i must make one request yeah it's really important to us that you guys you know use your your right to vote unless you're planning on voting for the current president of the united states then you can kindly fuck off a day to binge watch our podcast and maybe you'll learn a thing or two (laughs) yeah you know watch all the on election day watch all the treehouse of horrors instead (laughs) of voting if trump is your vote Uh, that's all i ask so yeah, it's important to vote. Make sure you go out and do it. If you've already voted early or mailed in, that's great. But if you haven't, there's still time at this point. So make sure you get out there on election day. Kevin, while we're wrapping things up, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you guys do over on your show? Sure. Uh, so Advanced Community Studies is uh, an episode-by-episode rewatch podcast. We do two at a time. So we're cruising through. We just started our season three coverage about the time this episode will come out i think we will have just done or will about to do remedial chaos theory uh so i hear that's an episode that people like uh, and have thoughts (laughs) about. i keep meaning to get around to it it seems real popular it's the one i haven't seen Mm -hmm. i skip it uh so so yeah Uh, so there so there's that and there's three of us and it's like wild tangential pop cultural conversations kind of the energy i brought to this where it's like (laughs) well let's look at what broadcast tv was like (laughs) uh the night uh community debuted uh so so we have that uh and you can follow us on the twitter at greendale3 uh and you can find me on the social medias at tv's kevin lanigan so I just because I've got you here and we're talking, I, I'm curious to to how the the moniker TV's Kevin Lanigan came to be. Is it because of work being had done, or is it more like a like a something to aspire towards? Uh, I I have been on television, <laughs> but I'm not. You know, it it kind of works. If if I had actually been on TV, you could almost be like, where's this guy get off <laughs> uh, calling himself TV's Kevin Lanigan? But I've only been on like once uh or or twice if you count like being in the crowd in a featured shot at a sports game uh, i absolutely you know. count that get that on imdb asap yeah log that the uh the warrenton high school football team state <laughs> championship uh yeah i was in the crowd there uh so that was fun but i was on an episode of a uh a uh, uh, reality show that aired on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Okay. Uh, playing playing myself as a, <laughs> a casting for a short film that uh, one of the act, one of the what do you call a reality? One of the stars of the reality show was in. Uh, so that was that was an interesting experience. But I, uh, I'm a writer and a director by uh, desired trade. And uh, the TV's Kevin Landing. I don't know. My name, I don't think it, like, leaps off the page. So I added a little spice to it with the TV. It's like, oh, this guy's been on TV. He must be something. <laughs> I think I took it from... It's hard to remember because I started using it, like, in high school. Just saying, like, hi, I'm TV's Kevin Lanigan. I think... Oh, for sure. It's I almost like a, it... hi, I'm Troy McClure kind of thing. Where... Uh, exactly. Troy McClure and specifically, like... A special feature on the My Name is Earl season one DVD. <laughs> oh, shit. Where Jason Lee referred to himself jokingly as TV's Jason Lee. <laughs> a- 
and I thought that was funny, so I was like, I'm just gonna take that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I took that and I just, uh, applied it and it seems to have stuck. People use it in my real life outside of creative <laughs> work. So, uh, I'm, I'm not mad about it. And I, you know, I, I do some cartoons, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to be like a comic strip artist. I, I do, I dabble in all kinds of things. Publishers are interested. <laughs> His name is Jim. He's a duck and publishers are interested. <laughs> that's not the worst banks I've ever heard. That's Thank you. Yeah, uh, so that's... yeah, to, to wrap things up here, thanks for listening. Next week, Stephen and I will be back with our regular coverage and we're doing a, a, a similarly small episode. I'm not sure that you guys will have heard of it or not. It's called Modern Warfare, something to do with the with the shoot 'em up type game. I don't know. It, it seems interesting. We're looking forward to checking that out next week. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played Call of Duty in a long time, so I'm really looking forward to jumping <laughs> back in, poning some noobs, telling some people about what I did with their mothers. It's going to be lots of fun. It's going to be a fun episode. Steven, where can the people find us? Ah, well, um, they can find us on Twitter at You Can't Disappod or on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, or if they're feeling frisky, they can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Nice, nice. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. It was fun to hang out on an official basis. I hope yeah. to have more conversations in the future. Uh, Absolutely. To... <laughs> right back at you. Uh, we need to uh, murder each other in space uh, Absolutely. sometime That soon. sounds yeah, phenomenal. We'll meet you in, in electrical. Wink, wink. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll f*** up swiping a card 14 <laughs> times in a row. That's the hardest game I've ever played is the card it's so swiping. Fun. If that's the hardest game, game you've ever played, you might need to play some more games. <laughs> I, you know, like, Hollow Knight was tough. I've never played, like, Bloodborne. But, like, man, the card swiping minigame. I've played it's Hollow Knight and Bloodborne, and let me say, that card swiping minigame is not easy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. From inside the Dreamatorium, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. (laughs) Hell yeah. And please remember, vote, Black Lives Matter, stay spooky, and let's all keep aspiring to make those Jason Lee big bucks one day. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Have a great week, guys. Goodbye. Milk, eggs, shaving cream, uh, 13 pounds raw meat, any variety, muzzle for Steven, not podcast related, Uh, something called a scrub daddy. Also, add Mario Lopez Candy Crush game show soundtrack to workout playlist.